0: And it's 8 o'clock on Wednesday night, and it's Dr. Subhoke Cohen, and this is our hour. And I say our hour because it's your hour. To call in to me at 718-683-5858 and tell me what's on your mind. Doesn't matter what's on my mind, because what's on my mind is on what's your mind is what is on your mind. The number is 718-683-5858. And you know what? Recently. We've been getting some older callers, and it's really been very, very challenging, and uh, some real real solid topics have been brought up. And I welcome you to call me, and let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you think is going on. The school is ending, campus starting, people are making decisions. A lot of people, some people are in really stressful situations. They have to leave elementary school, go to high school, or some people are leaving high school, going to Beit Midrash. These are some pretty, pretty major moves in life. And I'd love to talk about it. I'd love to hear how you're handling it and what what you what what do you think about the choices that are out there? And uh let's hear. Let's hear what you gotta say. The number is 718 683 5858. The truth is there are so many choices of Yeshivot. There's so many possibilities. And uh it's, it's really, it's, it's, you know, how does one choose the yeshiva? Do they choose by the level of learning, or do they choose by the friendliness of the bachrim, or the friendliness of the girls. What is it that really makes a, a yeshiva uh, unique and a place to be? Uh, I think we have a caller. Hello? Hi, you're on the air.
1: Um, what's this topic?
0: Uh, well, the topic is whatever is on your mind. What's that? How old are you?
1: 10, almost 11.
0: 10, almost 11. So what's going on for a 10, almost 11-year-old now as school begins to end? What is the major thing that's on your mind?
1: That my school is making a science fair.
0: Really? Are you participating?
1: Yeah. Like, uh, it's about plans, and every person has, like, a group, and we're doing it, and we're really brought
0: I think science is so unbelievable because science, when you get to really understand the hashkacha pratit of Hashem, and how Hashem has everything down to a perfect, perfect equation, and it's amazing when we could dissect something and we can see that. It makes me feel very, very powerful as somebody who could realize that. Because you see that this couldn't have happened on its own. You know what I mean? What is your project?
1: Um, Like plants and like every, like, there's different groups. Are this cycle of plants, and we're doing it.
0: Oh, wow. You know what I heard from one of the Chazal, and this is pretty funny. What? When Chal Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael after the Midbar, Hashem told them, Okay, now take a seed. And plant it in the ground and wait water it and wait and then around harvest time it's gonna grow into food. And they looked at him they looked at it and they said, That's ridiculous. That's an insane thing. A seed is gonna grow into food? Food doesn't come from the ground, it comes from Shemayim. For them, it was man was such a simple Accepted thing. That's the way food came. And for them to think about the natural growth of food, they, they, they thought it was crazy.
1: Also, um, I like this weather. Like, like, sometimes it's too hot, but then we just go in a sprinkler. And when it's a beautiful day, I get to play with all my neighbors. And get yes, to, like, everybody comes out.
0: In the spring, it's like the bears coming out in the spring. Everybody comes out. Before that, in the winter, everybody hibernates. We don't even know who our neighbors are. But you know something? The only problem I have with this weather is the allergies. Do you have allergies?
1: Um, all my, basically all my siblings do, but I, like, they have eye ones, and then I have, like, nose.
0: Oh, wow. It's, allergies are driving me crazy. I sneeze at everything all day long. But listen, Gamze ya'avor, like they say. This too shall pass. Anyways, thank you for calling.
1: Well, so my sister wants to speak.
0: Okay, then put her on. Hello. Hi. How are you? What's the
1: topic of this week?
0: You know what? Speak to your sister about it. She's just been on on air for like five minutes. Uh, it's whatever you want. It's it, it. If if it's it's anything that's on your mind, okay. Listen, are you getting ready for Shroes? Yeah.
2: You
0: like cheese? You like cheesecake? Nope. You don't. No. Okay. Make an appointment with your pediatrician and get yourself checked out. Okay. Thank you for calling. (laughs) you don't like cheesecake, there's something (laughs) wrong with you. Okay, thanks for calling. Anyways, I I, I think kids are great. Um, Anyways, so science fairs, yes. Science fairs are very, very good if it's given from the Torah perspective. But anyways, do we have another caller? Hi there. Hello. How are you? Hello? Hi, how are you? Yeah,
2: my name is
0: Laser Diamond. Hi, how are you, Laser Diamond? It's you again. Hello. How are yeah, you Brother doing? Tim. Okay, listen. Okay. You have Thank very Tim. important things to say, but I'm going to cut you down to three sentences. we got to get you... To good things come concentrated. So give it to be quick and give it to me straight and sweet. What's on your mind?
2: Um... In the, in the summer, is it, people, why do people get very stressed in the summer?
0: I don't know. Good question. That's first question. Second question? And, uh, you,
2: know, I'm, you know, I get angry too fast, and I'm working myself better.
0: Okay. So we learned three good things from Laser Diamond. That people get stressed in the summer, so don't get stressed. It's good to chill. And it's not good to get angry. I mean, maybe stress and anger is probably connected, okay? So All right, thank I would you very much. say, have a great day. You're the man. Thank hey, you. you thanks for calling. I mean- <laughs> All right. That's it. T- straight to the point. Get it out. Anyways, I don't find some, I, I find mm-hmm. summer maybe some stressful for not people. For kids, it's not. But, anyways, I would like to say that um, I get very excited around this time of year because we're gearing up to shovel art and Matan Torah, and I really feel, as I get older, how the Torah really, really, really defines us as a people, and even on every level, you look around the world, it's, it's oh amen. It's the Torah that really makes us unique and different, and the fact that we, we have a historic documentation of when Hashem really in, really incorporated us into this unbelievable lifestyle. To me, it's just very, very exciting. It's very exciting. And you'd think that I, would, I, I go through it every year. I would get tired of it, but it's just not. And the way we celebrate Shavuot is so meaningful with the learning and with the with the Torah. It's just... It really, for me, it, it really, it really, it really gets me going. And it's a perfect, like, charge for the summer. It's a perfect charge to, like, fill up my battery for the summer. Simcha? Yes. You remember
3: the stages from the talk you started the show about changing places or going to a different Madriga, different place, yep. right? Yeah. You remember yourself what happened
0: to you when, let's say, that you finished uh, kindergarten? Oi! So I. Oh, you finished eighth grade. My memories are so clear. My memories are so clear. And I could tell you, I reminded my sister this two weeks ago. I remember what coat she was wearing when I was in my first day in school. Because I was crying and she came to save me and she was wearing a blue a blue wool coat. My sister Aviva Ben Chaim. Uh, the, the 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 probably she's my gift in life. But but you should know that how vashkachaprati, prati she and, the, and she definitely doesn't remember because she was always nice to me. But she passed by kindergarten and she saw her chubby little brother with his head down crying. And I was always happy. I was like the type of kid that was always happy. And she took care of me. And it was very traumatic. It was very traumatic. And then I think the hardest thing going to 8th grade to ninth grade, I went out of town to a new yeshiva meeting new people. That's so scary. It's really scary. And, uh... I'll never forget Bet Midrash. That was also like you're going and, and you're meeting. It's all, everything new. you know what? The thing is also from eighth grade to ninth grade. Eighth grade, you're going from the top of the heap. Ninth grade, you're coming in rock bottom. You
3: know, this is, this is the point I wanted to, to put it. You know, I remember also, you know, very, very clear stages of uh, my life in the garden to first grade, eighth grade to and uh, uh, grade, and uh, I think uh, mm-hmm. they to go to the Navy school, to the Marine school, it is also very, you know, in the Marine school, you go to the first day.
0: Oy. Listen, you are you are really fresh, and you're well, a tiny duke, uh, you know, tiny I When I started doctorate school, I come into a room, now I understand, they they take 600 applicants, they interview 300 people, they accept 30. And here I am, the only Orthodox Jew in the room, okay, with a kippah, wearing a suit, and everybody's there, and my biggest fear, tell us your name and tell us something about yourself. I said, oh, no. So thank God there was a girl. She was very, very overweight. She was very, very, very overweight. And she said, my name is so-and-so. I'm very fat. (laughs) <laughs> and I know I'm fat. Now you could talk about it freely. And then she said everything else. So when it got to my turn, I said, my name is Simcha Cohen. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I know I'm an Orthodox Jew, so you could talk about it. I don't care. And she saved me. So it's very, very scary. I remember till and my name starts with C. So I was the third person to talk. So it was very, very scary. But... Uh, so, I want to,
3: uh, <laughs> you know what? We're talking about, you know, I coming. Up. I, was, I was 16 years old. I don't know, somebody telling me that my microphone is off, and it seems like it's off. Uh, let's see. I'm give me this microphone. Hello, something, something wrong with the mic. So let me fix it. Thank you. Ayoli, thank you. Anyway, uh, so now it's better. Ah. So, I was, I was 16 years old. I I don't want to say what I did but again I I registered myself to a navy school wow the electronics navy school <laughs> and uh it's a tradition in the school and in the, Na- I did, and the let's say boarding school army school that the first day that the the top class basically pretend, pretend themselves as as the leader of the school or the officer of the school's you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, you know, we had a long, long night without sleeping, oi. without, you know, found ourselves in the beach, naked, you know, running with cold water. Oh, that Indu- Induction. And, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, you know, the, the other year, after one year, I was one of these guys. <laughs> They're doing it to the other kids. Anyway. <laughs> But this is, this is really a, a scary moment. You're coming a you know, everybody's thinking, you know this Arab But you story.
0: know the when I was in Merkazah Torah. So I was there for five years in Israel. And after the first year, second year, the Mashkiach, Rabbi Ratman Shlita, used to have a vad with the second year bachrum, and he used to make it our obligation. He said, New boys are coming in you have to welcome them. You have to make them feel at home. He used to give us instructions that everybody was assigned, two or three boys, to make sure they had linen, to make sure they were comfortable. And it, you know, you can have the exact opposite. But I once, someone walked over to me once, and I, I, I don't remember, but he's today a rabbi in a yeshiva, and he said, you saved my life. So I looked at him and I said, I did? I, I don't know how. He told me, I was in Shifte Yisrael, the camp. I was one of the head counselors. And he said he was a little boy. He was seven years old. He was very, you ho- know, maybe maybe eight years old. He was very homesick. And I walked over to him. I saw him crying. I said, why are you crying? He says, I miss my mom. I miss my dad. So he says, and this sounds like something I would do. I took him to the canteen and I said to the canteen guy, "You give the guy the biggest fattest ice cream cone that you have." And that's that's the way to talk. I, I do say that. And the guy gave, he said the guy gave me a big wahash cone. And I ate it and I felt all better. He said, "And that you have no idea. That made my summer all better because it just got me over whatever it was." So What we don't understand is if we see people that are in a problem and we help them, then we can make all the difference in the world. There are older bachim and yeshivas, older girls that are welcoming in younger girls. If they can make it that these girls or boys feel welcome and take care of them, it could change a person's life. It could change a person's life. You see a person, say, walk over them, welcome them. How are you? What's your name? Can I help you? Do you need anything? Let them feel like they belong. Is there something you need? Here, I'm right here. And that's the biggest chesed. It's the biggest chesed.
3: Yes, uh, true. You no, know, but it, it's a matter. You know, again, uh, maybe, maybe uh, the Israelis, you know, looking at it different. It's
0: different and it's, uh, and, an uh, army.
3: And if uh, you know, and then you go to the army. When you go to the army, my biggest shock. I tell you My biggest shock. I fin- I, I finished the army. I was twenty-one years after the war and after all this kind of uh, things. In the army, since I was, I would say, twenty years old even before I was in charge of quite a few uh, soldiers. I had the power to, you know, to play, to so-called to play with millions of dollars. You know, really, I, I was sitting in the, in the war room and can move some uh, boat to here and there. Everything is like a, like, a, like a war game, but this is really, right. this is really war, you know, really stuff. Then I finish, graduate the army and I go outside and I'm nobody. I'm nothing. I'm really nothing. And I don't forget my, I went to the Lishkata Vodai, and the place that you're asking for. It is like kind of, it's all the soldiers going after the army, going over there and talking with the counseling, you know, where to go, how to go, you know, what kind of profession to choose. The guy, look at me. And he told me, listen, it's a waste of money to send you to, uh, a, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, to observe, to make a test about what, what you're good. I know you guys. Anyway, you wouldn't go to this test. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, you think that you are, you're already on the, 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 uh, the sky and something. Else. You know everything. You know, you know everything. So why to waste the money and to send you to a special expensive test? Please, do your favor yourself, don't do it. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you the truth right now, and it was so true. It's been met was true. Uh, I, I went, and later I went to the university, I registered, you know, again, go to university, plan, but... It's a very big shock to move from something that you're really on the top of the hill and go down to basically nothing. nothing but nothing. you
0: know what? When you're talking... I'm sitting here. I'm listening, and I'm saying to myself, "When you're talking about the continuum of Torah and Torah learning and the yeshivot, this is something we must work on. We must work on that. There's a continuum, and that that there's no like higher and lower and ranking, and 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 positioning, and this is good and this is bad and this is okay. This this makes it and this doesn't make it." person that leaves a yeshiva and they learned and they learned in a yeshiva they should never feel that there's no place for them they should never feel that they didn't learn enough therefore they can't be a part of something and or they learned so much that they are above something yes and the and the rosh yeshiva have to in the, in the, they have to have they have to have that the attitude of including everybody.
3: You know, this this is really true. This is something that when I discover, let's say the Torah, the or world of the Torah, I found myself like really ignorant. Like I don't know nothing. And I know that my children in Shiva knows millions more than me. And it's not not joking, it's really not something. Maybe I know better a little bit more, you know, uh go to you know, but in General, general, the Gemara and the, the everything, the Torah is as everything, everything, everything. Just as to be, uh, you know, a walk out and try to dig into it and find everything that what I, I wanted to know. And this is really something that, as as I you know, as we know from stories and Shivot here and even a boy, a young boy that can be six years old. Or ten, or four years old, can be basically equal, and get the same kavod or the same idea from this. I remember the stories about Chacham over there? that he was eight years old. People stood up in front of him as a termid Chacham. And the depreciation about this knowledge is amazing. It's not right. you no. Know, you don't have any title. You don't have any. Uh, I graduated. Sobon, I graduated. The uh, the betzalel. I graduated. You know. Or you go in the army, special in the army. You go. You get the wings on the on the chest. You get the special beret. You know this different right. color or stuff. like This.
0: But, but you, you know what it is with with and with Torah, like you exactly what you're saying. There's no there's no stages. And there's no, there's no like degrees. A person can learn as much Torah as they can, and the more they learn, the more they acquire, the more they grow, then the kavod, and the 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 position in life grows with it. And you can't say like you can't say oh uh, let's see, uh, Re- 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 the Novominsk Rebbe. He's like considered like a, a triple-time PhD in Gemara. And the uh, this Rabbi of Steinman is like the uh, professor, <laughs> a laureate, uh, corporal. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. no such thing. <laughs> we don't have degrees. Like, oh, Rav Ayesha finished Shast a hundred times. So he's like the hundred-timer, ma- uh, b- a black belt. <laughs> black a black belt in <laughs> <and laughs> shots.
3: <Dan> <laughs>
0: and you know, the other thing is, a a 10 year old kid who's learning shaim and batalis and he's sitting and he's listening to a shir of and batalis so he may not get the lumpdas of the but the bottom line is he's learning shaim and batalis just like just just like was learning and that means his shayachut is to get there just like them and that's a, that's the it's an unbelievable, unbelievable versatility and, and holiness of the Torah. And, and I think to myself, you know what, that, that when a kid gets bar mitzvah, he puts on tefillin, that's the same tefillin that Moshe Rabbeinu wore. Same tefillin. The Aharon HaKohen, the Shiftei Ka wore. Same tefillin. That, that you're equated with them. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But I remember exactly what you say. When I graduated doctorate school, I had been in school for seven years, and every single day I knew exactly what I was supposed to do because they have a catalog and courses, and they tell you what you take when and where you take it and how you take it. It was all mapped out for me seven years straight. And then I graduated. And I started to cry. Because what do I do now? Nobody's telling me what to do. I'm done. I have no program. Now, now where, where, what do I do? Torah has no program.
3: Yep, yeah, Torah has no program. And Torah, and Torah is a way of life. It is. It's a way of life. You know, we can see the people that, 100 years old, and 90 years, 60 years, 40 years, 10 years sitting in a Beth Midrash and learning the same material and it just renew your brain, basically.
0: You see, old learning with young. Yes. My father, up until two weeks before he died, he was on chemo for six years, five years, five and a half years. And he learned in Mikdash Melech till 10 to 12. That, that was his koach, from 9 o'clock till 10 to 12. Then he went down, and David Shoa'i, Badal Chaim, is a tzaddik. He was the cook in the yeshiva. He used to take care of my father, he used to prepare him a lunch. Father used to eat, then he used to go home. And he had a chavutah. who who used to come sometimes two minutes late. And my father told him, I can't learn with you, because two minutes is a long time for me. He says, I have cancer, and every minute I have to make sure, and I only have this amount of koach to learn. So if we're gonna learn, you have to come exactly nine o'clock. He kept every minute, and it was his life, and before he died, he said, "I have nothing. I can't. I can't. What mitzvot can I do?" So my brother Avi told him, "You could think Torah. You could think Torah. You could think halakha, You could think." And when my brother told him that, he smiled. He smiled. And says, "You're right. As long as I'm alive, I could think Torah." And that is the gift of Torah that. It's, it's there for us in every way. In every, it's, it's there. It saves us from everything. Anyways, the call-in number is 718-683-5858. It's a deep topic, but I'd love to hear what people are thinking. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear from somebody who says, I'm having trouble learning. I want to know how I can get more serious in learning. That yes, was the yes. story of my life. I, Simcha Cohen, love with I love Tamidei Chachamim. I love Tamidei Chachamim. People who learn Torah. I love yeshiva boys. When I see yeshiva boys who are learning Torah. I walk into a Beit Midrash. I get the chills. Because I sit and I look at these young men and how zochit they are to sit and to learn Torah. And, and I'm talking about the ones who have Midod. I'm talking about real B'nai Torah. I'm talking about the the, the full package. And I get, I get so, such chills. And I'll tell you the truth, I get jealous sometimes because I wish that was me. But my whole story of my life was, what could I do to get myself more serious in learning? And, and it's not that, and, and, and some people don't, don't have the ability and then they get sour grapes. And then they, then they feel that they're 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 angry, but I always want to know Hello. what can I do, yeah. what can be done to increase my my ability to learn. I think we have a caller. Hello. Hello. Anyways, but that's what I would like Hello. to talk about. I'd like to talk about ways of inspiring, ways of getting yourself into learning. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yeah. How are you?
2: I wish that
0: was um be, I think you have to lower your I radio.
2: I want to speak I want to share something with
0: Go ahead, don't be shy. Huh? Hi. Don't be shy. Okay. What would you like to say, my friend?
2: Um I wanna say something about the conversation now. That
0: okay, please. Okay, I'm I'm here, you're on the air you're on the air right now
2: um i said i wanted to say that i in school we we're just we were just talk- talking about um how how in walking in the streets when the comes they're going to say why were you walking in the streets why did you have the permission to walk on me you're just walking on me you're no better than an animal if you're not saying words of Torah, so now we started trying to that every time we walk in the streets, we'll think of Torah and suck huh? them out of parkillos and tom. That's that's that's
0: that's a beautiful thought, but I don't think they're going to say. First of all, first of all, a yeshiva boy or yeshiva girl that's learning and keeping Torah foot... Anytime they're walking, it's all part of the big picture. You're walking to somewhere, or you're walking from somewhere. And it's all part of your serving Hashem. It's the people that are doing nothing, that don't have learning and don't have mitzvot. They're going to say, "Why are you walking? You're not. You don't have any purpose in life." But I don't think you sound like a, a super intelligent person. I don't think you have to worry about it. But it's always a good thing to train yourself to have good thoughts and to have th- thoughts of learning in your head, because that's always a good thing. My father taught me that because I'm a kohen, I should always think Berakha in my head. When I see people, I should just in my head think of giving them a, a beracha because if I have the ability, then I might as well take advantage of it, okay? So it's a good yeah. suggestion, it's a good suggestion. Have something from Torah you your head all the time, and you won't go wrong. Okay? Thanks for calling. Very smart. Thank you. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Uh, no.
3: uh, doctor. Okay. Yeah. So we had uh, some question. Okay. And it's uh, come from a mom that her uh, son basically uh, was in high school, three years, and one yeshiva, and then they moved to another yeshiva. Then in the last year, that twelfth grade, he didn't graduate, and basically she she succeeded to to ask the shiba to con- to give him another year, another chance to, to be in twelfth grade. Her question is like this: ah, Is it good for you? And what what do you think about it?
0: Does the boy want another that's chance? What I, uh,
3: that's what I, that's what I ask. Uh, the question like this:
0: If the boy doesn't, I think that there are a few things i would ask first thing is why didn't the boy succeed in the yeshiva was it something specific that prevented him from succeeding was it the yeshiva was it his attitude was it their attitude that's very key if it was the boy's idea that the yeshiva was at fault to put him there for another year may not be the best idea
3: i understand from her that it was the three years before, previous three years was Problem and then they move it to another She in the last year. Ah, so it seems like she.
0: In the last year was. Okay. Was good.
3: That's what I understood.
0: I would I would say she should convince him to stay in base medrash and learn in bet medrash and and connect with the older the older boys.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Because anybody. Nowadays, it's a GED. We'll get you into college. It's not a problem. And the bottom line is, it sounds like he needs a little bit of a change. And uh, I think you know, find him a nice, warm, good place where he can go, and he could, he could, he could start new. But um, I would only say let him go back to the Shiva if he wants to himself.
3: That's my. That's why it was, uh, That's what I told her. That uh, how how he feel himself. You know how would he feel if if, it's, if he see all his friends graduate, and he stay uh, behind him. I how? can imagine
0: that it would be, it would be extremely difficult and traumatic, and I, I, I actually I wouldn't I would really s- try and stay away from it. I would. Kid needs to. The kid needs to. Uh, end high school. There's no point in prolonging it. Kids wait four years to get out of high school. And then So
3: you're recommended to send uh, to send him to Bet Midrash. Yeah, and I would I would say this is a very good idea. Very yeah, good idea. The question like this is also is the boy really willing to go to Beth Midrash. Uh, or to want to go to, to go out to job this is also something very, very individual, right?
0: It, it definitely is. But I think that we have now enough Bate Midrash to have different programs that accommodate Bachram for their different needs. I, yeah. there, there are some that have day college, there's some day that but I think though the main thing is and this is a this is a one hundred percent necessity that you can't give up on and that is that the boy or girl needs to have a Ms. Garrett, needs to have a structure, needs to have a place that they're going to be, because because to go out into the real world just like that after high school is very, very, very dangerous and it's very challenging. And it, it could be, it could do damage that that is very hard to repair.
3: Um, yeah, You know, that this is something that uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't dare to say it in the radio, but uh, I think that, uh, in, and I know that uh, most of the what of the children that went to Israel, for example, for the Beit Midrash in Israel, they become such unbelievable, uh, growing, grow up. And uh, I would say most of this. Not they have old, to
0: be the right age. Uh,
3: uh, I'm talking about to, to, uh, uh, above 12th grade. I'm not talking about before.
0: I have an issue sending first year base measures to Israel. Okay. okay, so Because if a kid's not ready, because... Once upon a time, a kid. Ha- if a kid is very, very interested in learning, going to the right place. But I think that the kid has to get to the point where he's very serious about his learning and he's serious about his growing in Torah. Then Israel is an extremely important option.
3: Yeah, you You what? You know what? You're right because I might, when I send my guy, my kids. There already wasn't uh, two years in Beth Middash so just... Because
0: uh, the, the, the ones right out, were, out of high school, they're still... They're breaking out of high school. They want to have fun a little bit. And it's not good to go to a playground where there are no monitors. <laughs> and so that... And it's it's a little scary to me. But... Uh, but I... Uh, I I, I think that it's not it's not so simple. Hi, we have a caller. Hi, you're on the air.
1: Hello, I'm on the air.
0: Yes, you are. I'm on the air. You're on the air. Don't you feel it? What's yes. your question, Zadik?
1: Um, I want to know if, if I have a teacher and it's like very annoying. What am I supposed to do?
0: She's very... It's a he or a she? It's a he or a she? He. He is very annoying. How does he annoy? I don't
1: know, just very like... The chicken in the class is very annoying. She's very like...
0: Well, I didn't get a clear picture, but I can give you a clear answer. I think that what you could do is you could realize one of the most important lessons that you're going to learn in life is that you have to take advantage of the situation that you're in and get what you need and just survive this teacher is your teacher to give you information and for you to graduate his class now the fact that he's annoying to you that's unfortunate But you got to focus on the fact that not everybody in life that you're going to encounter is going to be great. Get what you need to get and move on. Your year's almost done. Not every teacher is going to be great. You follow what I'm saying? Does that make any sense?
3: Okay, we lost him. So just you know, kid, uh, just uh, face reality. So,
0: and okay. That's what it is. Some teachers. Let me tell you something. Some teachers are annoying. Yes, I I had a case with Rabbi that Zatzal, and he was such a unbelievable mechanech. And I had a case that was brought to me that it was a teacher. A kid slapped the teacher across the face. A second grade child. And I said to him, I said, Rabbi Weinberg, I said, Reverend Weinberg, are you trying to tell me, in all honesty, that you didn't ever want to slap this teacher across the face? Because she was so annoying. I said, you're trying to tell me you never wanted to slap her across the face? So... He looked at me, and he smiled. He goes, don't ask me that question. It's not a fair question. But by his answer, I could tell you he probably wanted to choke her. She was very, very annoying. So this kid, of course, he couldn't control himself. Of course, he had to be punished. Of course, it was chutzpah, and it was azut. But he slapped her across the face because she was taunting him about something. And she was she was making him feel really bad. So there were there are teachers that Will do things that you don't like, but focus on the picture they're the teacher, you're the student, they have control of your life, and you better do what they say. That's it. Hi, you're on the air hello, hi there
1: hi um i have a I have a teacher, an English teacher, and there's a problem a lot of times a lot of times when people when he' when he says to do some to write something. They write in. If they miss out something, then he gets very angry at them, and so, so now, now everyone in the class is angry at him, and they start making trouble. And then when when they're making trouble, he's picking on me. I could tell a lot of stories, like they're throwing paper towels at to him, and then he takes the kid and he throws him out of the class physically. Physically. Yes.
0: That's that's a little that's a little concerning to me. I uh, uh, and what what is he doing that 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 is causing the Revy to do that
1: they they're all sick of him cuz he always he picks on people and he doesn't know what's going on and he just says, he just says get out of the class he doesn't he does he just says get out of the class to any, any any random person and then <sighs> he and he never learns his lesson cuz there's two kids that think that whatever a teacher does a teacher does he, he's allowed to do whatever he wants to
0: and are there any any principals involved or any adults involved?
1: The principals don't really know what's going on. The principal thinks that that he's the best person on earth,
0: and no and one's
1: used,
0: co- no one's complained to, to them.
1: Well, well, when you complain to them, the principal doesn't believe you the prin- because the, uh, because of the other two kids, so he doesn't believe you. But now, now a little bit, the principal when when he, someone something someone got an assignment, he didn't want to do it, so. So the principal came in and the teacher tells him that that he 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 didn't want to do the assignment. So the principal says, "I don't have time to deal with this." And he walks out of the classroom. Cuz right. he's he dealing with too many things the whole year.
0: Ay. So he's not dealing with this. Too many things. I think these are the things he needs to be dealing with. I think that, have you ever discussed this with your parents?
1: Yes. And many what, times.
0: And what do they feel?
1: That that really, I shouldn't be there.
0: Uh uh-huh. You shouldn't be in the school.
1: No, I shouldn't be there by English with the teacher.
0: With the teacher. So what are they suggesting that you do?
1: I don't know. Either get a get a, get a um, tutor for the rest of the year, or 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 the school will fix something up.
0: So I think that if this is a problem, I think that the parents need to get together and try and resolve what the problem is. It's very. Uh,
3: I, I, can I can I just interrupt? <laughs> I just want to tell you something. What time is your English teacher uh, sc- uh, class? Hello. Hello. What
1: time yeah, is what your time class? Is class? What time is English? Yes. English is from two thirty to five ten.
3: Okay. So I want to tell something that from our experience, it's really not depends. You can be the best teacher in the world. Kids, after these hours of learning, it's very difficult to control the class, and we know this. The teacher, uh, unfortunately, and somehow, somehow. Wait, I have something to say. The
1: um, the two kids that that they, that, that they, they always listen to the teacher because they don't know. They think that everything a teacher does is correct. You know why? Because they're not here when a teacher does the bad stuff. They're always by the tutor a whole day. A whole day they buy a tutor.
3: Okay, listen. I don't. I don't want to talk about these two, two or three kids or one kids or this. This is not. This is not our purpose. Our purpose is to try to solve problems. and to try to help principal and you guys to see. And you have to understand also. So when you're standing in the front and, and in front of a teacher, it doesn't. It's. It's like. Annoying, always like. You have to understand. He has also his own family, his own uh, idea that you must.
1: Yeah, we tried many times. As we say, today we're going to listen whatever he does. But then he gets too out of hand, so we can't listen to him anymore. Uh, uh,
3: It's 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 really it's really uh, okay. I think I think that. uh, that You know what?
0: How long is this teacher in the school?
1: This is his first year.
0: Okay, so I'll tell you the way it goes when the grades come in and the principal sees I was a principal of the school for many years and he sees that this teacher's grades were not very good then they're going to try and find out what he's doing wrong and they'll either fire him or they'll sit in to tell him what to do cuz this yeah, is something they, they
1: that they hired him last minute cuz he was so, he was someone in the school's cousin and they hired him last minute because uh, they didn't have okay. any teachers, and so. then, and but, but really they want to fire him, but they can't. All right,
0: It's it's
3: it's uh, we would.
0: I think that this problem's going to resolve itself. I think they have a few more weeks to end the school. I think you should just like put it, keep it together and think about summer camp. Thanks for calling.
1: Thanks. Okay.
3: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know that uh, you know. This is a perspective of of a young boy. And, I, you know, I, I, we have we have here quite a few teachers, and I tell you the respect, and I, I feel sorry to the teachers, especially in the English, because, uh, you know, they're coming, the, the kids already, at least, at least seven hours, what do you call it, was, six to seven hours, already sitting on the chair and the tuches, uh, and, you know, Tired, you know after doing homework and stuff like this it's very it's, it's, hard. It's, it's, it's I'm telling you it's, it's also it's, a, it's a, you have to give them a paper out to the boys that sitting in a class and this and I'm telling you this is not easy it's not easy to be a teacher and this the, especially after hours
0: the other thing is also if an English teacher is not a respectable person and doesn't know how to act and conduct himself respectfully he does not have a chance because these kids are comparing them to Rabbanim. Yes. They're comparing them to Rabbeim. If a teacher acts not nice to a kid, when the whole objective of Limude kodesh is for the Rebbe to be nice and to be the car of the kid, the guy's got no chance at all.
3: We, we found also something that's very, I would say disturb because we found especially that somehow, somehow, the attitude, to the ink towards the english it's no, it's a little bit mezzelzel. it's right. not it's not fair i'm telling you it's not fair you don't want to teach english so i tell you put yourself on its path. we are not teaching english they take it for yourself
0: but it's, it's not fair it's also incorrect it's
3: yeah but i'm telling you in a minute that the the, the lot saying you know okay you know it's not the english it's not so it's not so important it's already Plant in the kids disrespect to the person. And you know what,
0: Nisim? When whatever a person does, whatever they do, it's important to teach children to do it the best way. Whether it's cleaning up a floor, or if it's writing a uh, uh, writing something, a a piece of composition that's nothing to do with Torah, but the chinuch is. That it's something you're doing, be proud to do it right. And I want to do
3: this. You know, you said cleaning the floor. I want to see also the respect to the people that cleaning the floor. Ah. I want to see the respect and to see that the kids are. And I, I, I used to take care of certain yeshiva, big yeshiva, as as you know, as manage the, the the all the crew and over the building over there. I tell you, I, I found myself basically chasing a ghost after the, the, the tell kids to pick up the, the, the piece of um, the paper that they throw out, and even adults, adults, you know, it's okay, it doesn't matter. He will pick it up. You he know. will pick it up. The cleaning guy will pick it up. You know what? I cannot stand it. I, that, this is something that we have to respect. I
0: hired a teacher. On his way out of an interview, there was a tissue on the floor. He bent down, he picked it up, he put it in the garbage, and he walked out That was what made that was what made me want to hire that teacher. When I was in Israel, I had an idea the yeshiva spent a lot of money on a cleaning crew, and so I said to mashkiach why can't boys do it? Why can't we clean the floors of Midrash? And you know what? I couldn't get a lot of volunteers. I cleaned the floors of Midrash every Friday.
1: Okay, so it was
0: my big zechut, I saved the shiva a lot of money.
3: So I want to tell you something. It was this fun. This is with my biggest argument with the Nala of Yeshiva. They said, "Why?" First of all, we know that the Saba Mikkelm, the, the the you know the altar of Karm. Yeah, they used to sell this schut of cleaning, fixing, and and the b'chol This is what the, the, the this is what the shiva was running about it. That is what they says. You have to pay to be schut. That you have the schut to cleaning the shiva and they did it at To'anut. You know the shift. And they, everybody was volunteer with this, and I'm telling you, this is these things that are very important to our kids. You know, it's not a matter of money, save money. It's a matter of giving them the re, the, the the pure realistic way to the Chabad, all Adam, and become a mensch, become a cleaning a, a person that care about the environment. You know, you go to some certain schools. I'm embarrassed to look at this. I'm telling you, Embarrassed to go, and I embarrassed to that the 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 the, the, the uh, you know the gentile are looking at them and said, you know, this is a Yiddish boy or Yiddish girl, you know.
0: In Muncie, on Saddle River Road, in Maple Avenue, there's a cemetery. It's a very old cemetery. It, it doesn't have any Christian or or non-Jewish signs on the graves because I think it was a Civil War cemetery. And it's there. And across the street, there was a tzaddik, he used to call him tzaddik of Mansi, Rabbi Schwab, he used to live. He used to wake up every morning before it would get light. He used to clean the cemetery. He used to go, and he used to pick up any dirt that was in the cemetery. He said, that God forbid, someone should pass by and see that God forbid a Jew disrespects the 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 respect of the cemetery. He was a very old man, but he needed to show that this is not beneath me to be mekadesh Shem Shamayim. And I think I heard this part. I don't know. Someone once said, "I'll take over for you," and he said, "No."
3: Yeah, uh, this is something that uh, I'm telling you. I, think I see it. I see from our shul also. We don't hire anyone to clean the shul. We're doing it ourselves. My kids, my, my and uh, we are not. I I I, 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 I told to all the member of the shul. Even though we said, listen, I prefer the money, save the money on paying the rabbi, paying the other stuff that we can do instead to bring. An exterior. This is what we are missing. Our legs, missing ends. What we cannot clean. Our debt. It's our debt. Yeah. What we cannot fix. Our books. I'm telling you, my kids is binding the book.
0: and But, it, but it's the most beautiful thing, you know. Something Yehoshua was a there in the bet midrash of Moshe Rabbeinu. And I I took it to an extreme. When I was in my Torah, I used to paint the apartments. One one Motei Shabbat, I got tired of the color of the B'medrash, and I painted it. No one knew I did it. I painted it, and it wasn't such a big room. And I cleaned up everything in the morning, and no one knew it was me. Everybody walked into a brand new, clean B'medrash. Everybody was, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. I, was learning, I used to learn halacha with the mashkiach every morning. So he looked at me, and he said, "Semcha. Why did you pick this color? I said, "How do you know it was me?" I, I so in my in my rush, I had a speck of paint that was still on my glasses. I thought I cleaned my glasses, but there was one teeny weeny speck on my glasses. He showed me. He goes, "Your glasses gave it up." I figured out it was you.
3: Yeah. So I want, our time is uh, okay. Uh, almost done, and I want to say first of all, thank you. And really, I, I'm approach to all the people that involve with, uh, you know, public places. You know, be, first of all, be careful when you're using your tissue. Try to aim to the garbage bag. <laughs> you go to the bus. If you can aim at all, most of yes. people just leave them there, like oh, this on the table, like try, they're supposed to grow. Know. Yeah, that's it. Please, and you know, boys, look at the other side, and pick up your, you know, just don't throw it away. You know, girls, the same. Nobody has a chadamot or what do you call it in, in, in Yiddish?
0: A goita, a goita.
3: A goita, okay. So <laughs> this is in the Bezrat Hashem. We will be in the Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat
0: Amen. And
3: uh, we all together. We all together. Okay, this right.
0: is Simcha Cohen with Nisim signing out. And have we have great a great
3: Very, very uh, big show right now coming to us soon. So keep listening to us, because will be
1: Amen.